America, my name is Ami Yosef Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday in the afternoon. I'm going to do a special, exclusive Wednesday morning show because I have hot footage. Hot. You will only find it here. Um, and this is why you should, you know, kick in and, and watch all my videos and go to uh, thefunkyacademic.com and go back and expand your mind through the quality of my wisdom. And I have exclusive footage of Whoopi Goldberg's meeting with the president of ABC about her comments on The View. I have exclusive footage. Are you ready? Now remember, Whoopi Goldberg uh, said like, you know, the, the Holocaust, it wasn't about race. Race is about black and white. I, like it's not, the Holocaust was, you know, maybe ethnic, but it wasn't about race. And then she was called up um, uh, to the president of ABC's offices and they had a talk that that resulted in a two-week suspension from The View. And I have footage of that meeting. Are you ready? Here you go. Whoopi Goldberg and the president of ABC. To the beach, Never change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black And it can feature in your front Change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black And it can feature in your front So what does that mean? What does that mean? That Whoopi Goldberg, one of the richest Negroes in these United States, one of the most connected Negroes in these United States, <laughs> got smacked by her boss. One, it means that I'm a freer Negro than Whoopi Goldberg. I am freer than Whoopi Goldberg. I did a video many years ago once Tiger Woods um, got run over by his wife and was abused by his wife. And, and like he and I, are, he's a little bit older than I am, but like we're about the same age. And at the time we both had two kids. Uh, now I have three. And, um, and I thought, you know what? I think I'm doing better at life than Tiger Woods. <laughs> I think I'm winning at life better than Tiger Woods. And now I think I might be freer than Whoopi Goldberg. Because, <laughs> so what does it mean that you get to speak, um, what does it mean that you get to speak to millions of people every day if what you say is determined by somebody else? Well, yeah, so you have to understand. So you can say like, well, it was just merely symbolic. She'll still, still go back on the view and she'll get her paycheck at the end. But you know, that's not going to be working in the back of her mind and it's symbolic. What does the sim symbol mean? And who's the symbol for? It might be for us. It might be for you. And it might be for me. It might be saying that we could take out Whoopi Goldberg. We can take out you too. So I'm going to need you to go over to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $515 or $50. And also go ahead and sign up for the subscription because if YouTube ever takes me out, I'm going to want your email address uh, to, to figure out my next venture. Because I do not want you to squander your life 
for want of the quality of wisdom I'd spent every week. <clears throat> so, what does it mean? <clears throat> it, it means that, you know, the most high-profile Negro in the United States has a boss. <laughs> and you cannot say the same thing. So Trump is free. Um, Trump, Trump is free in a way that, that, that I don't think Whoopi is, right? So what does that mean? All right, so now, now let's get to the content of, of Whoopi's <coughs> comment. Whoopi's comment is that race is about color. The, it was just whites fighting themselves. This is like, you know, I'll read it and paraphrase. Um, it was an ethnic conflict maybe, but not really racial. And that just means that we don't understand how race works. We think race is about color when it's really about kind. Race has always been about kind. The genos in genocide, uh, genos means kind. It means race, right? I happen to know Greek and Latin and German. So like, so it's about kind. And what you have to understand is that kinds are um, a, a concern, about, a biological concern about kind is about reproduction and sustenance. How do kinds sustain themselves through time? And that's why when you think about species, um, which also same root, um, except come through Latin in a different way. But um, so when you think about kinds in, in science, you think about species and you think about how do species fertilely reproduce offspring? Uh, the same of the same, how do species move in such a way that they fertilely reproduce uh, themselves in offspring? Because individuals grow, decay, and die, but the kinds are eternal. So when you study race, when you study kinds, what you're studying is development, reproduction, and sustenance over time. And that's, and that's always going to be the case when you study race. How does this kind develop, reproduce, fend off enemies, and sustain itself over time this, as being the same? How is it the same across generations? Right, and then later on, um, this gets kind of a, um, we still have this concern, but on top of this concern is a concern about material stress, right? What kind of material does the kind need in order to sustain itself? And that's when you have started you know, like um, experiments on material. This kind of comes with Galileo, but uh, it's still the same concern. How does this thing that we thought was eternal, and the Greeks they thought it was eternal, sustain itself over time and remain what it is? How does it move to remain what it is? And how, and then we have concerns about material because it turns out that you have to worry about material stress. And um, not all kinds can take all sorts of stress, and you need the right kind of material in order for the form to hold. So we have material sciences, and this gets into the racial dialogue. And so that's when we start talking about. Um, what kind of people cannot become certain other kinds of people <laughs> uh, because they're not made out of the right material. And um, miscegenation is always going to be like a concern of a racial hierarchy. Like miscegenation is going to be a concern and, and the danger of miscegenation is always going to be apparent. And you have to understand, in Nazi Germany, they looked to the US anti-miscegenation laws and the U.S. racism in order to do their racism better. You can say like, well, that's just not true of all uh, genocides. It's not true of the Hutus and Tutsis. Yes, it is. You just haven't done your study of the Hutus and Tutsis. The Hutus and Tutsis were understood by the Hutu murderers as different kinds. 
as different kinds. Um, you know, you can go and 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 Google uh, what's the manifesto? Manifesto Hutu race. Uh, Bahatu. Bahutu, the Bahutu Manifesto. Just Google the Bahutu Manifesto. Um, it says it talks about the racial differences between um, the first, the white colonists who are a problem, and second, the other race that's a problem, the Tutsis. Right. So this was a native. Uh, the um, it was this was a um, uh, a manifesto about the native racial problems within uh, Rwanda between the Hutus and the Tutsis. The only people who think that um, black people are like don't have these kinds of issues are you know white people who think or other black people in the US who think the United States is a country uh, the Africa is a, is a country. No, like no, there are going to be racial differences. Anytime you get a kind that's biologically tied and concerned with reproduction, you're going to get a racial difference. There's a uh, you know famous literature on Chinese, uh, Japanese and Chinese um, antagonism. That and I'll bring up the, uh, you know, this was taken out of park. Right? And, and Korean and Japanese too. So, like, that is a racial difference. It only doesn't seem like a racial difference to us because they all treat black people like crap, right? But <laughs> that you can have many, you can walk into government people, you can have a racial difference with black people and also think you are better than other, you know, Slavs and Slavs and, and, and Europeans. There, there can be a racial difference there. As long as you're talking about a hierarchy of humanity that needs to be sustained and reproduced, you're talking about a racial difference because you're not just talking about food and music, you're talking about a hierarchy of humanity. Those people are less rational, less what it is to be human. And if it's in their material or if it's in their cultural form, it doesn't matter, it's le they're less what it is to be human. And um, maybe they're permanently so and incorrigibly so, like this is when you can get to like, the materiality of the issues, but um, that's what's at stake. That's what's at stake. And uh, anytime, anytime people start talking about blood and reproduction, like that's you and, and humanity is a racial difference. So, uh, so you had like it was a racial. They didn't care. The, the Aryans didn't care that the Jews worshipped at synagogues and not churches. They cared that they were Jews. <laughs> that they were not of the same kind. Now this gets a little bit complicated because I'll be honest, like there are a lot of internal controls about who gets to be um, uh, a Jew in a way that's like, it doesn't have the same hierarchy of humanity built in, but like ah, it's, it's close and there's going to be an antagonism there. It's not like, you know, Jews can say that they're different but not better because they're Jews. They're just different and that difference needs to be respected. But the way it works out, especially like, uh, it, it, it just, it gets, it gets, it gets a little bit complicated in that case. In America, it's clear. White people just thought they were better. <laughs> and the black identity as was formed in response to white colonialism, right? White settler colonialism. So like there was no like, 
um, bloodborne betterness um, on the black side. It was like, it was, it was, insofar as black people are culturally superior, it's because we've developed and progressed um, through actually having to contend with white sociopathy, <laughs> sociopathy. Um, so like there might be like arguments about like cultural, uh, uh, persistent cultural traits, but that aren't tied to biology, but are tied to history and historical progress. Like the progress of having to deal with the whites has made black people, uh, you know, um, um, have like certain moral and political attitudes and that are reproduced in culture in ways that, that um, you know, might be more consistent with justice. But that's not um, inborn in biology as much as it's historically developed. You know, Tommy Curry goes through some of these arguments in, um, uh, in The Man Not, In The Man Not, uh, it's, it's a really good book. It's dense, but it's really good. So, all right. So race is going to be about kind and the preservation of kind. And since humans are not just biological creatures, our racial categories are not going to be the same as like deer versus sharks, right? Our, uh, we also realize ourselves and our kind in our institutional relations, right? So not only do we have to talk about biological reproduction, which is also why race is going to be very concerned with family but also institutional reproduction, uh, churches, civil society, and those kinds of relations, how they're reproduced, the way, not only the form of life, but the form of the way of life is part of our human identity. And that is where racism is going to uh, come, um, emerge. So if you think that some other's way of life is inconsistent to your superior way of life, then it's going to have racial undertones because their kind is a threat to your kind and you know it might have to come to blows right and how it's marked in the united states is through skin color but it could be marked in other ways well because what, what what we're talking about is existential threats over kind essential and existential essential threats over like what it is to be um a certain kind, and you think your kind is not just different, but better than the subordinate kinds that you're willing to mow over in order to sustain your kind, right? So it's not just going to be biological reproduction, although it's going to be rooted there, because that's just how we understand our individual selves as decaying, but the kind sustaining through generations, um, and how we move to sustain that kind of reproduction, but also uh, cultural reproduction and what we do to sustain our superior culture is going to like have racial undertones because what you're going to do is end up subordinating, assimilating, or bulldozing over other kinds um, because they are not as human as you are, right? So if you don't understand, honestly, I think if you don't understand the biological origin, how that's taken up through the material science origin, and then also how that's um, historicized, because remember, when we're talking about biology and, and the Greeks, they thought kinds were natural and eternal. Once we understand kinds are historical, it actually becomes a little bit more anxious because you understand that racism, races emerge and then can be wiped out. <laughs> um, and so there's a little bit more anxiety that's built into kind of a historical understanding of kinds. There won't always be certain races. Right? So if you think that you should um, be able to sustain yourself, then like, you're always seriously worried about an existential threat 
that like because you don't understand yourself as a as an eternal kind that just moves to sustain itself through time you understand yourself as a uh as a contingent historical kind that like a dinosaur that you could be wiped out so there's going to be a different kind of anxiety so if you don't understand the, uh, the biological material and historical construction of race and how those are distinct one's concerned with the reproduction of an eternal species the other is concerned with the um creation of a racial species but also the material that needs to be selected that can create the racial species and the other is concerned with the history historicity how racial species can emerge and get wiped out then you don't understand like the structure of racism and also that it's not just biological but it's also how humans realize themselves through our institutional relations so you're going to have racism is going to be mutually reinforced through how we understand definitely the family and definitely gender we don't think of gender as racialized gender is totally racialized um if you don't like I, and it's also class-based um but it's gonna churches are racialized jobs are racialized professions are racialized um and of course property is racialized and so all of these mutually reinforcing institutions kind of make up um an order of kind an order of race that i think needs to be um we can keep all of the institutions. We just need to emancipate them from the givenness of race and, and tie them towards the as institutions of self-determination. So I'm not one of these guys who just wants to get rid of churches, families, and, and all of that stuff. I think like institutions of freedom need to be reproduced. They just don't need to be racialized in terms of like natural features. All right. Thank you for your time. Look, talking like this eventually is going to get me fired, possibly. Or at least put on a two-week suspension. So I'm going to need you, if you appreciate what I do, to go over to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, or $50 a month. And keep me, uh, you know, the uh, delivering the quality of wisdom that I think improves the quality of your life and knowledge and the way you think through problems. And I do want you to think and talk about this in chat. Go ahead. Who, if it, if it was just a symbolic firing or suspension who's the message to i think it's to negroes like me to know my place so <laughs> that's why i felt called to do this video that says like i will not go down i will not go down um like i think it's they put uh whoopie's uh, head on a pike um to, to scare away other people <laughs> and i'm just saying like that's not the message that 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 uh, you need to take from that. So um, I'm going to see you on Thursday. I'm going to talk about survivorship bias, which is actually really fascinating because it explains explains a lot. Uh, it just means that we don't actually we don't actually take seriously the selection process that goes into uh, deciding which materials we do take seriously. So if you just deal with the things you do take seriously, we don't look at what was selected out um in that process and so i'm going to go over survivorship bias and how it's important how it works in hedge funds how it works in medical uh research because it turns out medical research they only really publish the effective studies they don't they don't publish the studies that say that actually this drug doesn't work so it ends up with us like over medicating ourselves and driving up um uh health cost prices hedge funds don't um 
uh, deal with uh, hedge funds that go out of business, which is like most of them, same with restaurants. So uh, like survivorship bias does a lot to distort our judgment because we don't deal with the entire populations. We just deal with the populations who lived. And there's a little bit of survivorship bias in the civil rights discourse because the only civil rights leaders who are still alive might not be the best ones. They were the ones who got on by putting their head down in a way that I think might be relevant. All right, thank you for your time. I will talk about survivorship bias on Thursday, and I will see you then. Peace.